call this Easter in 3D. The three dimensions of Easter. The first dimension deals with the proof of the resurrection. In 1 Corinthians, the the 15th chapter, beginning in verse 3, it says, For what I received, I passed on to you. Now notice this, as of first importance. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried and he was raised on the third day according to the word of God. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the very foundation of our faith. It is a very significant day in the history of mankind when Jesus rose from the dead, having conquered death, hell, and the grave. In verse 5, he lists some areas or some people that he appeared to. These are witnesses. These is the proof. In verse 5, and there he appeared to Cephas. And then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also as the one abnormally born. Wow. Acts chapter 1 verse 3 says this, He showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible or convincing proofs being seen of them by for 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So we know at the tomb he met Mary Magdalene. We know at the tomb he met other women. Later that afternoon he met Peter. And then in the same day, he met two guys on the road of Emmaus. And in Luke, the 24th chapter, if you look at it carefully, there were multiple meetings with the 12 disciples over 40 days. This, my friends, is conclusive evidence. Praise God. You know, having that many eyewitnesses would hold up in any court of law. Praise God. Say it with me, Jesus is alive. Now this morning when I'm talking about the proof of the resurrection, I'm talking about the historical reality that Jesus Christ went to the cross and on that third day, angels swooped down from the very balconies of heaven and rolled the stone away. On that third day, there was a blinding flash of light and there was an earthquake. Roman guards fell to the ground and trembling because the glory of God was so strong. On that third day, out of that dark tomb walked Jesus, the light of the world, the Lamb of God, the Lord of glory, the Lion of Judah came out of that tomb. Glory to God, the fairest of 10,000, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, heaven's hope and hell's dread walked out of that tomb. Glory to God. Glory to God. Death was defeated, hell was incarcerated, and the grave was made empty. Two of the greatest words that ever came from a cemetery was, He lives, He lives, He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. 
Before he left, he took that linen napkin and folded it up and folded it up. But you know, there were other things that were left in that tomb today. Your sin was left in that tomb. Your fear was left in that tomb. Glory to God. Come on, somebody. Anything and everything that was under the curse of the law that has been bought and paid for, it was left in that tomb. Come on, folks, let's shout amen. Glory to God. He is alive. Now let's talk, praise God, just for a moment about the proof of the resurrection. You know, that means that Jesus Christ will come day and he will someday and he will resurrect us all. You see, what Jesus has done in the past speaks volumes about what will happen to you and me in our future. You know where our future is? Our future is up from here. I said our future is up from here. We're living by faith. We're walking by faith. We're going from faith to faith and strength to strength and glory to glory. We're going to get so wrapped up in these last day in the presence of God and the glory of God that one day, praise God, the cloud of glory is going to come and sweep us all away. This future resurrection is something that you and I anticipate with great expectation. You have family in heaven. I have family in heaven. We're going to be reunited with our family. Praise God. But most of all, we're going to see Jesus. Everyone say Jesus. Say Jesus two more times. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians 6, 14, it says this, And God hath both raised up the Lord, and He's going to raise us up by His own power. In 1 Corinthians 15, verses 20 through 23, He says, But now is Christ risen from the dead, and has become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Now read verse 23 with me. Ready, read. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, after that, they that are Christ at his coming. He's the firstfruits. Some people say that he's the prototype. I like how Philippians said it. Paul said this to the church at Philippi. And I want us to look at this together just for a moment. In Philippians, the third chapter, in verse 20, it says, But you and I are citizens of California. (laughs) Well, we are. But more importantly, we're citizens of where? Where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. Now notice this. And we are eagerly awaiting for Him to return as our Savior. Well, glory to God. Now notice in verse 21. He will take away our weak mortal bodies and He will change them into His glorious body like His own. Now notice this. Using the same power with which He will bring everything under His control. One translation says this. 
He's going to transfigure us into the identical likeness of his glorified body. Now, folks, I know by his stripes we were healed. I know by his stripes we are healed. But how many of you know you got to fight the good fight of faith to live pain-free? Thank God when we get our glorified bodies, all the itis brothers will be gone. No more cancer. No more tears. Now, I know we're redeemed from the curse of the law. I know we got a right to stand and walk by faith. Oh, but this glorious body. Woo, hallelujah. We might just do an MC hammer. You can't touch this. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Good to see you, Brother Washington. Love you guys. Praise God. Amen. And all the Tates back there. Good to see you folks. In from Chicago. Praise God. And all you folks that we haven't seen for a while. Wow. You're looking good. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And you're still breathing. That's a good thing. Hallelujah. Glorified bodies. Here's what Jesus said. He said in John eleven twenty five, I am the resurrection and I'm the life. Those who believe in me, even though they will die, they will live again. Praise God. We're, I'm looking at a group of people that really will never die. Never die. Never die. Now the outward man perishes, but you know what? Your inward man is getting renewed day by day. And so this first dimension is factual. It is proof. The second dimension is something that we look forward to. But what I want to spend most of our time on today is the third dimension, which is transformational. This will change your life for the better right now. The third dimension is the power of the resurrection. Jesus offers his power to you and I every day of our lives. Every day of our lives. See, we're kind of sandwiched in between his first coming and his second coming. But in this in-between stage, he doesn't want us just to live on barely get along street. Right down the street from Grumble Alley. He doesn't want us to walk around defeated. He does not want us to carry ourselves as the tail when he said, you're the head and not the tail. He doesn't want us to walk around like we're beneath and under it. No, he wants us to walk around, praise God, like we're the head and not the tail. And we are above and not beneath. You see, resurrection power takes us above and lifts us up out of those things that would try to hold us down or to hold us back. Resurrection power, it is a current reality for you and I to experience every day. Every day. Now notice this in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 15. You guys listen so well, I think I'll be done by 5 o'clock. Glory. I just heard a groan in the Spirit. In 2 Corinthians 5.15, it says this, Jesus included everyone in his death so that everyone could be included in his life. A resurrection life, what kind of life? And what kind of life is that? A far better life 
than people have ever lived on their own. Glory to God. You see, we are His own. We are bought with a price. We are not supposed to walk through life doing our own thing. Trying to figure things out by ourselves. No, we are His own. And He's come to give us a far better life than what we could ever live in our natural ingenuity, our natural intelligence. Say it with me, Jesus came to give me life and life more abundantly. There's a moment by moment, day by day power that you and I can experience. Paul prayed this, that I may know him. Not just know about him. Too many Christians know about him, but they don't really know him. There's a difference in knowing about him and getting to know him. He said, now acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. As we walk with him, as we live for him, our desire and our goal should be to know him and the wonders of his person. There is so much to know about him. And there is so much in him to know. Paul said this, I know not what I believe. He said, I know in whom I have believed. There's a difference in knowing what you believe and in whom you believe. And this is what Paul was getting at. Paul was not talking about a head knowledge when he said that I may know him. Paul was talking about a revelation knowledge. That I may have a knowledge beyond the intellect, a knowledge that drops down into my spirit man. And that word know there in the Greek is epinosis. Everyone say epinosis. And epinosis literally means a knowledge that is intimate. A knowledge that is absolutely real to where the degree where Jesus can become more real to you than the very bed you sleep in. Jesus can become more real to you than your mate laying next to you. That's what Paul's desire was. I mean, on the road to Damascus, he came in contact with the glory of God. He was so saturated with the power of God that God knocked the S out of his name from Saul and turned a P in his name and made him Paul. Hallelujah. And you know what? The same power will knock out of us whatever needs to be knocked out of and put revelation knowledge on the inside of us. When knowledge is revealed to your spirit, it doesn't matter what may come your way. They may try to knock it out of you. They may try to talk you out of it. But oh, thank God, when you know Him and the power of His resurrection, your confession is, I shall not be. I shall not be moved. I'm like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Amen. Be that man. Be that woman of God. Let that be your goal in life, that you may know Him and the power of His resurrection. What does it mean to know Him? 
What does it mean to experiencing, experience Him? Well, for sure, there is a raising and there is a lifting available to every blood-bought child of God. His resurrection power can lift us up out of our current situation. But you say, yeah, but Pastor Mark, Pastor Mark, there are so many things that I've faced this last year since March of 2020. There are so many things, so many things that have held me back and have held me down. Today is a new day. Come on, somebody. Today is a new season. There is a reason for you and I to shout. There's a reason for you and I to get happy. There is a reason. Because it's a new season. Glory to God. See, what holds people down is a lack of knowledge. They don't know God. What holds people down is what the Bible calls the law of sin and death. Now, we all know that there is a law of gravity. And how many of you know we must obey the law of gravity? Is that right? But there is a law that supersedes the law of gravity. And it is called the law of lift. If you fly from San Francisco to Maui today, you're going to need some lift. If you fly from San Francisco to Spain today, you're going to need the law of lift that will lift you from one place and take you to another place. And you and I, from the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, have been set free from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has lifting power. I'm not supposed to come down there. It has lifting power to take you from one place to another place. From glory to glory by the Spirit of God. Say with me, thank God for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So the Apostle Paul, he prayed for people. And how many of you know you need to be praying for me? I need double prayers. And you need triple. (laughs) So I'm praying for you. And you're praying for me. That we get a glimpse of this resurrection power. Now notice this in the book of Ephesians from the Passion Translation. He's praying, I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable Greatness of God's power made available to you through what? God's no respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. Well, Pastor Mark, if I had faith, then I could tap into the immeasurable greatness of God's power. Don't be deceived. When you got born again, you have faith. You've been dealt the measure of mountain moving faith. And it is through faith that you and I will experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power. Now notice the rest of the verse. Then your lives will be an advertisement. Wow. 
an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. Now, you don't walk around strutting your stuff saying, look at me. But when you get to know him and the power of his resurrection, it becomes evidence. It becomes absolutely clear that people are going to see there's something different about you. There's a man, there's a woman of faith that is experiencing the immeasurable greatness of God's power. The advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. Read the rest with me, please. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. And so what we're saying today is this power is available, but it is activated through faith. Now, how many of you know the Apostle Paul faced some difficulties? He knew what it was like to have his faith tested. Why would he want right fight the good fight of faith if there wasn't a fight for him to fight? Why would he talk about putting on the whole armor of God if there weren't some fiery missiles that were going to be attacked against you? Come on. So Paul knew exactly what it was like to face trouble. At one time, he had his team in Turkey. They were in the province of Asia. And they literally got to a point where they despaired even of their life. They didn't know whether they were going to make it or not. There were so many attacks from the adversary trying to stop this revelation that Paul had and trying to prevent people from getting it that the enemy put up a blockade against him. He was threatened. And so, in our lives, let's be honest about it. How many of you have felt sometimes you're just not going to make it? Anybody ever despaired of your life? I think at one time or another in our lives, we all have. But I want you to see something. Did you wear your shouting clothes today? Notice in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10, this is the NLT. He said, in fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves. In other words, we stopped trying to do it in our own strength. We, we, we stopped having faith in our ability. And what did we learn? Come on, help me. What did we learn? We learned to rely only on God who what? So they saw very clearly, if we're going to get out of this mess in Asia... We've got to go from faith in ourselves to faith in God. And when we do that, we know that he'll raise us up out of it. Now notice the next verse in verse 10. And he did rescue us from our mortal danger. And he will rescue us again. Why? Because we placed our confidence or our faith in him. And he will continue to rescue us. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. In other words, he's done it before. And if you won't throw your confidence away, he'll do it again. He'll do it again. He'll do it again and again and again and again. Now that means you're going to have multiple fights along the way. 
But oh, thank God, we just don't, don't have to back down because this fight has been fixed. Praise God. Jesus is our conqueror. Amen. So if God can raise the dead, He can raise whatever I need to be raised in my life. He can raise a dead dream. He can raise a dead career. He can raise a dead marriage. Do you need a lift today? The word lift literally means to be raised or elevated or brought to a higher place. One thing for sure, you and I, we are going onward and we are going upward. Amen. Now, David experienced this law of lift. David experienced resurrection power in a sense and in a way. In Psalms 27, in verse 5 and 6, you're in the good listening class. Glory to God. I'm not going to keep you here beyond 5 o'clock. Psalm 27, verse 5. It says, For in the time of trouble, he shall also hide me in his where? His pavilion. His pavilion represents his presence. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me, and he will set me upon a rock. Now notice verse 6. And because of this, my head shall be lifted up above my enemies. In other words, I'm not down here reasoning with them. No, because I've been lifted up into his presence, I've gone beyond reasoning to revelation. And, and now my head is lifted up. Now I got my focus in the right place. I'm not focusing on down here and what's around me. I'm focus, uh, focusing on Him, the author and finisher of my faith. How many of you see it? If you see it, shout amen. amen. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to offer in this tabernacle, as far as me and my house, we're going to offer some sacrifices of joy. And what we're going to do around here is we are going to sing. We're going to sing when we don't feel like singing. We're going to sing when we don't want to sing. We're going to sing on a sunny day. We're going to sing on a snowy day. We're going to sing from the rising of the sun till the going down of the same. We are going to sing. And when we sing, God's presence is going to come upon us. I will sing. Yeah, I will sing. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. And so here's what happens. When he lifts up our head, we have a different perspective. He enables us to see what he sees, but more importantly, how he sees things. That's why I refuse to get so moved about what's going on around me. Because I know there's a higher way. I know there's a better way. It's God's way. It's Yahweh. It's the God who's more than enough. Now notice in Psalms 3. Psalms 3 in verses 1 through 3. We're talking about the proof, the promise, and the power. He said in verse 1, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many 
are they which rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, are you kidding me? He's just a carpenter's son. Are you kidding me? Them? A millionaire? Correction, not a millionaire, a multimillionaire. You? You didn't graduate from college. Having a college education is a great thing, but having a college education or not having it doesn't prevent you from enjoying the fullness of God's life that He's provided for you. Don't let anybody look at you and look down at you condescendingly. You know why? Because you're not inferior to anyone. You're not inferior to anyone. You are God's masterpiece. I said, you're God's masterpiece. You're the handy work of God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are the man or the woman that has the mind of Christ. So don't look at me condescendingly. And don't feel sorry for me because I'm a preacher. My shoes are not worn out. My suit is not tattered. God has taken care of us. God will take care of you. You are his own and his hand is upon his own. You have been, oh, glory to God. You've been bought with a price. Oh, I'm so sorry that you're pastoring in California. Well, I'm sorry you're pastoring in Nebraska. <laughs> now, that was a little sassy. But how many of you know sometimes you've got to get some sass in, the, in, in Christ? Amen? Don't let anybody sell you a bill of goods that you're not enough. He's more than enough. And He lives in you. And He's Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's Christ in you, the hope of resurrection power. You're God's masterpiece. How'd we get off on all that? Well, I'm looking around, Pastor. I'm looking around to try to get and find out who I am. Find out who I am. You're looking in the wrong place. Look into the perfect law of liberty. Look right in here. Find out who you are, where you are, what you can do in Christ. Find out who you are right here. And don't let anybody talk you out of it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, glory. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many there be which say of my soul, there's no help for him and God. But notice verse 3. But. Come on, but. Everyone say but. But. But what? But thou, O Lord. You're a shield for me. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Every rising tongue that comes against me, it's going to be shown to be in the wrong. 
You, O oh Lord, you're my shield. You're my glory. And what else is he? He is the lifter. He is the lifter. He is the lifter of your head. Glory to God. I'm not good enough. No, you're not. And neither am I. In Mark, I ain't no good at all. But in Christ, I'm accepted in the beloved. In you? Well, you can't do nothing. But in Christ. I said in Christ. I said in Christ. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, I, 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 I just don't have enough. I don't stop talking about what you don't have and start talking about who you do have and what you do have. You've got the God of the King of the universe, El Shaddai. He's more than enough for our not enough. And so today as the team comes back, we're going to go out in some good praise. But Brenda just led you in the, in the beginning of this service through prayers of restoration. One thing that I know for sure, I so want to get down here. I shouldn't say this, but take that, Fauci. Whoops. I didn't say that. That was, that was the other guy, Mark, you know. He will restore unto you the joy of your salvation. He will restore health unto you. And he will heal you of every wound. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Death couldn't hold him down. And death can't hold you down. Hell couldn't hold him back. And no invasion of hell can hold you back. So what have we learned today? We've learned that the resurrection is a historical fact to be celebrated. It's a future event to be anticipated. And it's a current reality to be experienced. If you've failed, it gives you power to start over. If you feel like giving up, the power is there to keep you going. If nothing seems to work, there's power to change your life. Amen. I'm going to ask Brenda to come. We're going to sing something, rejoice together. Let's all stand to our feet. Amen. We pray that the proof, the promise, and the power of resurrection would just bless you all week long as you continue to walk with your God and continue to walk in resurrection power. Praise God. I don't know if you have anything or not, but if you do, feel free. Glory to God. Such a powerful message. The only thing that I wanted to say is this. When these attacks of the enemies come, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 through 5, I believe, casting down every imagination 
and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Somebody in here needs to hear that today. Those thoughts that are coming against your mind to tell you you're not enough. Even maybe a thought that's coming against your mind to say, you know, God doesn't love you. You missed it here. You missed it there. That thought that may may be coming that says, I'm going to take you out. I'm going to kill your kids, whatever. Every thought that does not line up with the wonderful word of God that we heard today, we're not to take those thoughts. We're to cast them down. In the name of Jesus, there's somebody here that has been under attack against these thoughts that are not of God. Or maybe you're watching online. So as we close today, I want you just to pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray and we take authority over those wicked thoughts. We take authority over the lies of the devil. And in Jesus' name, they have to become captive. We will not receive them. We are going to walk in the resurrection power that we heard today. We are more than conquerors. Our future is bright. We are victorious in the mighty name of Jesus. Do you receive that today? Amen. Well, let's go ahead and rejoice in the Lord before we go. You got something else? Yeah, I think we need to sing something kind of up as we go out. Amen. He's on the throne. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.